big debate here should have been around Dublin Kerry. The dubs were obviously absolutely frightening at the weekend, but I just think the manner in which Kerry won, the aggression they brought to the table, kept them in the first place. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Off the ball daily. And this is Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. So champions Kerry and Derry contest the second All-Ireland Senior Football Championship semi-final at Croke Park. Four o'clock tomorrow. Before that is Dublin against Monaghan. 5.30 this evening. Remember the Talton Cup as well. Meath and Dan from three. Now to look ahead, we'll be joined on the line shortly by Kerry's Sean O'Sullivan, former All-Ireland winner. But in studio, delighted to have the ex-Monaghan fullback and Ulster title winner, Drew Wiley, and the ex-All-Ireland winner with Dublin, Kevin Nolan. Drew and Kevin, how are you getting on, lads? Good. Oh, good. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for coming into the, the off the ball terrace. You, what was as everybody in Monaghan left? Is the whole county left? Are they all on the road now at the moment? Yeah. To listen to us. Yeah, um, just coming up the road there. Like there's just a sea of uh, white and blue. Like you know, it's uh, it's a big occasion, hey, and it's great. It's great for the county. There's been a great buzz there for the last, as well as uh, two weeks from last weekend. I know the result for the miners didn't go away. Like, but do you know there's a great hype about, and Kevin be well aware of the the hype that's happening around the county. Kevin, you're an adopted Monaghan man now. I am, yeah, but on today again, I'm still supporting the... You got the, the Dubs jersey for the camera. Just, just to make sure, yes, yeah. yeah. How long has you wore that top? Five years? <laughs> ah, it's, a, it's a while now, all right, yeah. Uh, it was up at the, the Monaghan Armagh game with, with the, the family. Right. So it was uh, it was nice to get back up again and supporting a, a different team on the day. Your better half is Monaghan, is she? She is, yeah. Very good. Yeah, and yeah. You're, you're teaching up there? Teaching in Casablanca, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been up there five years, so sort of moved, just chatting to Drew beforehand, moved football, moved house, moved work. Everything the whole thing. So everything's moved up, yeah. It was either sink or swim, so uh, yeah, enjoying it up there, and I have to say, and it's only about an hour and a half down the road so it's not too far a more sedate pace of life as well maybe it is yeah um, but fully enjoyable again it's again football's crazy up there I've always said it it's like, it's like a religion up there for uh, for everybody a bit tribal in the in the communities and the clubs but really enjoyable um, job everything is, is going well so happy with the decision I made and you're playing for a club Playing for a, a small club, Camarin wouldn't be up to the, the senior standards yet. Not uh, the Bally Bay Pierce, is not. <laughs> we, we, we aspire to get up there, but it's um, it's a uh, be a it'd be it'd be a tough every uh, intermediate. It's a tough uh, competitive competition, and um, again, every team would sort of have their hopes of, of getting out of it. Uh, hopefully, up rather than down. Yeah, you were a Croaks man back in Dublin, were you? I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Big club going to a small club. Um, it's it's some differences, but again, as I said, it's it's a it's a great area, great uh, place to be. Do you feel like you're more involved then in a smaller club in a way? Uh, you'd sort of you would know a lot more people. Yeah. You know nearly everybody. Um, they'd know your business good and bad. Uh, but as a county as well, uh, the clubs again, seeing them every week, seeing the, the kids in the schools, it's great to have in the school. You probably have about nine or ten different clubs represented, so you sort of get to know everybody. And uh, yeah, it's it, it is different, but it's as I said, it's it's really enjoyable. You're teaching. Teaching away, yeah. So primary, secondary. Secondary school. Very good, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, again, you're sort of seeing the young lads, again, would have been good representation on the minors. All right, um, yeah. They're, unfortunately, against Derry. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's good to see them all coming through. And it's a small county, but, again, for what they for what they pack, it's, uh, it's a lot in the... A lot, they, they, they never leave a stone unturned and on the field as well. They're, they're hard-working and they never say die attitude. And that's what you're hoping to see today uh, from them against the Dubs. But, again, I'd still be cheering on the Dubs by the, by the final whistle. The brothers on the team as well, still Ryan. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big occasion, but nothing new for him. He's been there before in 2018, like so. Yeah, uh, I've no doubt he'll take it in his stride. There's a turn to fight club then that you just don't can't talk about. Once you leave, you're yeah. gone. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like you know, um, I've stepped away, but probably purposely. Like I know that Ryan won't tell, won't talk to me, or nor do I. 
get into a confrontation or even ask him a question about how things are going. Like so, I just stay clear of that. Like I've no doubt uh, things are going well and they it's ready ready to rock. You think of yourself today. You know, why don't I just rock up into the dressing room, put put on the top, and just pretend nothing happened? Why not? Didn't retire. Yeah, you don't know Vinnie Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Well, uh, no. Listen, uh, no, just wouldn't happen. Vinnie'd be, we'd be saying no to that. There's no, there's no, uh, no circus activity happening around that dressing room. Hey, and as I say, there'd be a there'd be a steel attitude going up that road. I've no doubt. Is there a bit of regret on a day like this? There might be a little bit of a. Um, there's no doubt about it. Yes, there is this, but I'm content with stepping away. Like I'm happy with my decision. Um, just chatting to Kevin, asking his experience of it. Like you know, um, you know the commitment and of a wife, two young kids. Like you know, um, your time's precious, and I just had to evaluate that at the start of the year. And I, I was, um, I'm happy with my decision to step away. But here, I, I've at the Armagh game. Like you know. Fair enough, it mightn't have been the, the greatest spectacle, like, but as I say, I'm on and through and through, and you know, we're in an all air in a semi final. Where, where were you in the stand? Well, I was in the Hogan, right? And were you just going nuts? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was calm enough, like, I, I try to go to games and uh, I'd be calm for about 60 minutes or so, <laughs> <laughs> and then whoever's beside me would be getting get a shoulder, yeah, you know, fair shoulder. Would, yeah, I'd, they're always fair. <laughs> Referees mightn't think that, but <laughs> but anyway, no. I think it's easy saying it on days like today. Do you miss it? But again, again, we were chatting beforehand. The commitment goes in. You know, it's nearly six six day uh, commitment you're given now to the to the county football, and which is amazing. Uh, but when you when you've battled on like like Drew so long, it's it's easy to overlook these days. Because you're a bit of a young star. You you won an All Ireland club. But you were in your teens, were you? I would have been twenty. Uh, Rory O'Carroll would have been nineteen, and Ross was twenty one. So we were the full back line. So it was a young enough, young enough group. Um, yeah, that was twenty two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're there, and then a couple of years later, you're the man of the match in All Ireland final in Dublin's first All Ireland final in sixteen years. Yeah, yeah. I oh, would listen to, uh, on the day it, 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 someone's picked out, but again, I think for all the people who talk about individual awards and things, it, yes. it, the main thing is the, the Celtic Cross, and you know you wouldn't swap any of the. Any of those medals for for all other in, individual awards, um, but yeah, would have been would have done well earlier earlier on in the in the career, all right, uh, at a younger age between the the college as well and the and the club and county. So, yeah, happy with how it worked out. Because uh, Drew was talking about retirement there, and and really ultimately like feeling that it's the right decision because you were, you were then diagnosed that you were diabetic, so yes, it, yeah, it was yeah. then difficult for you to kind of maybe keep to the very elite pitch of inter-county football with, with that condition yeah and actually what worked out really well Pat Gilroy's father was, was diabetic so I remember actually ringing him up to tell him that I had I actually told him Stephen Cluxton's uh, one of his a party of his uh, and Pat sat I sat down beside Pat and he just went through listen there's going to have to be changes next year so when we start tra- training back in, in January he um, he sort of eased me back into it which was great that he had that bit of an understanding but again what I know now compared to what I, know, I knew then it's a massive massive gap and if I maybe it would have been maybe controlled or managed a bit better back then, but it it's all the percentages and at that time Dublin were coming through with new, younger, better players and the competition was 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 extreme. So you had to be at your best and any percent off it you were sort of chasing the rest of the pact. Um so yeah, it was tough. But again, still able to play football now at a club, still able to do different things that I want. So it's not as if you can't do things, it's right. just maybe not at the at the level that I would have been at. Um You were type one. Type one diabetic, yeah, unfortunately. So yeah. you still have the daily injections, do you? I yeah, I have an insulin pump, so I carry it around. Me take it off for for training and, and games, 
Um, again, maybe the reason why, because I knew if, if just say if I was marking Drew and he had something on him, like maybe a GPS, you'd start messing about with it. Likewise, you, if you have the pump on you, it's it's just a, a distraction maybe during the game. So it comes off during the game and you're, you're playing as normal. So okay. you just have to manage it that bit better. So for anybody maybe who has just been diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic now that might be playing ball, are there any kind of do's and don'ts or what to do? Um, it's a trial and error thing. Okay. Um, Stephen Heine would have played Hurlem at Dublin yes. Bally Bowden man would have been in touch with him he would have given me a few pointers but maybe stuff that worked for him didn't necessarily work for me talking to the doctors and the, the professors as well you know, they'd maybe give you advice on something to, to try out if it, if it worked brilliant if not you just park aside and try something slightly different but again I, I wouldn't hold it back from anybody whether it be whatever sport I know people who do sort of combat sports and boxing with type 1 diabetes so again there's no, no reason why you couldn't do it just maybe when you have to get your gear ready and you have to get your nutrition ready, I just have to get the the insulin and and diabetes stuff. Management, management, yes, thing. massive. Yeah, Gary Mabbitt, the Tottenham footballer, for yes, many yeah, years, yeah. was a was a was a diabetic. Um, Sean O'Sullivan's on the line. Sean, how are you? I'm good, John. Hi, Drew. Hi, Kevin. How are you, lads? Sean, John, how's things? Sean, are you flying up in the morning? Are you? <laughs> Do you think I made money, John, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, John, I'm actually jumping into the car now at half past two with the club chairman, believe it or not. Right. And we're uh, we're going to right the wrongs of the world from uh, from Cremon all the way up to Balls Bridge this evening. So uh, looking forward to it now, John. Yeah, it's a desperate day. And Kerry, how's the weather up there? Well, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it yeah. reminds me of the day when Dublin played Tyrone in 2008. Uh, yes. When the yeah. Dublin were all set for their final run to the All-Ireland and, and Tyrone ambushed them at Croke Park and remember it's a bit like that day a bit like that day yeah and that's going to have to you're going to have to take that into account with uh, that's an evener like the lads will tell you there that's that's an evener for the games today both the Talton Cup and, and Dublin and Monaghan and, and look if the weather is the same tomorrow it's going to be the same for the Kerry and Derry lads so I know Croke Park plays differently you know there's obviously more shelter with the stands and stuff but if there's a breeze blowing there around, you know, it's a swirly breeze there, blows usually from the hill down towards the, the canal end. It, it's going to make things difficult for, for all the for all the teams this weekend. So how are the parishioners? We know it's a religion down in Kerry, Sean. How are the parishioners since the Tyrone game? Have they got more smile on their faces? Yeah, they're, they were a lot easier to talk to anyway, John. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, look, I was on with you previewing the Tyrone game and did I think Kerry could win? I did. And everyone felt that there was definitely um, a performance coming in us. We just hadn't shown it all year, be it between the league and the championship. Um, but we felt that if we got our matchups right against Tyrone, it was a good draw for us. It really was. If we got our matchups right, which the management did, you know, they had to take a lot of credit for our matchups on the day. They went perfectly. They went very, very well. Particularly, I think the one Graham Sullivan on Matty Donnelly was a huge one. I, I remember mentioning to you that Matty Donnelly was a huge player for Tyrone. He knitted a lot of that attack together, the whole team together. And, I think Graham did a really, really good job on him, stifled his influence on the game. So, yeah, we 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 were we you know I I was confident enough we'd win the game, but not by not by twelve points, no way. Um, and look, I think that's down to us just playing very, very well, particularly defensively, which I think there's been a lot spoken about. But also, I think Tyrone, just for whatever reason, you know they they hadn't shown great form coming into the game, and and it continued really, bar a few little bright sparks in the first half, particularly the Canavans, they got some lovely scores. Um, but after half time, very similar to the Dublin Mayo game, after half time, once Kerry pegged on those first couple of scores, John, you could only see the game going one way. And as I say, similar to Dublin, Kerry eased to to a victory that's 
yeah, we, we, we'll we take. But uh, look, it's only got us to the last four, so we have another big one again tomorrow. Drew, who would you have mainly marked in the carry team in the last few years? Um, the last few years, probably Paul Gini. A couple of league matches, picked him up. Um, remember a league match? He was maybe Sean O'Shea's first year senior level. Um, got a, a right eye opener. But... Um, I, I couldn't believe from from that league match to probably three years on how much he has developed physically and conditioning uh, he's put in. Like so, he, he's a player obviously striving to be the best. Like so, um, the physicality he brought, brought to his game like was something else too. Like um, Drew, were you were you playing the um, were you playing in the game in Clonus when Clifford got the last minute goal? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great game, great game. Was it? <laughs> were you mar- were you supposed to be marking him? No, for? no. I'd, uh, I'd say there's a picture floating around there, and there could have been um, there could be maybe four or five men around him at the time, and we're not really sure how he got the kick pass, or scored yeah. the goal. Like, but um, no, that just that you mentioned that game. That was a game. It's a phenomenal game to be involved in as a player. It's probably something that'll stick with me um, to bring Kerry to Clonus in 2018 for the Super Eights. Um, Early, I think at half time we may have been up by a couple of points, and mm. knowing it was do or die game for Kerry, and they came out and just absolutely threw Everton. It was probably the most physical, demanding game I've probably played in, in a while, and well in my career up to that, and um, to be taken away at the end by a by a goal by um, Clifford, you know, but you know it stood to us high, and um, we pushed on. We went to Galway the following weekend and got the result there for. An All Ireland semi final. So, what do you see about him now, Clifford? Even in the five years since then, uh, he's just, just he's constantly he's constantly getting better. Like I just feel like you know he's um, his movement. I watched his movement against um, Tyrone. Like and it, there was two two men obviously picked to mark him. Like but his, he's constantly showing for the ball. Like and that's that's not an easy thing to do for a forward. Like you know you could make five or six runs and not get a ball. Like but um, just watching him constantly inside like and he was on his own like you know so he was waiting on support if he had won a ball he was waiting on support to come from Kerry and um, but you know he, he he's heading in the right direction for to be in one of the best Is there a way of um, marking players that you have in your do you try lots of different things to uh, get a person off balance as it were in terms of their their performance in terms of unsettling them is it um, are there different kind of tactics for each player? You, you'd probably listen. You obviously do the video work before going into a, a a big game. Like, and you always watch. You always get clips. You could get maybe fifty clips of the one player, and um, of his previous games or previous championship games. And do you know, you, you will know about different players and where they prefer to run. Maybe they may prefer make a run out to the left, out towards from the the canal end. May prefer making a run to the the Hogan stand. Like and. That may create a pattern, so you you're aware as a defender of what right. Where there's a sixty percent chance this boy's going to maybe make a run to the wing here and to, to the Hogan stand, like. But um, it's hard to it's hard to just nail anything specific on how to. Would you know their weaker foot, for example? Oh, you would, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. put put Clifford on his right foot, and you know he'd still he could still he'd still score, like. But yeah, you're you're well aware of the the, the simple things as as in weak foot, good foot. Uh, even a, a dummy, like you know, of how a, maybe a player might want to shake you off, or even over the years, maybe Mark and Dean Rock, and he loved getting the cut back. Like so, you had to play maybe 
a shoulder behind him like you know you're maybe not alongside him you're maybe just a a, a couple of inches behind him that waiting on him to make that cut back you know because listen if he was to win the ball out in front of you he was away from goal um that that, that they, listen they're all small wee things that but it could help uh during the game I think even having like the best players now you look at Sean Cavanaugh would have had the jink yeah. even though you, you you see it in videos it's hard to, to stop it Brian Howard um Clifford as well like they all have their their bit of a jink even if you are prepared for it it's hard to to sort of to, to stop it um but I think especially for Clifford he would have been for people who maybe try and rough him up he likes that if you want to play football with him he likes that as well so he's sort of a, a, a tough tough man to mark I know Tyrone lads did well enough from the last day and Clifford maybe mm. brought other players in to play that bit more um I think he got maybe a nice mark in the first half to settle him down, a couple of frees. But in, in general, in play, he wasn't involved as much as he would have been before. But Kerry still kicked on a serious amount of scores against Tyrone. Um, you know, other players were able to step up. Maybe Clifford was attracting a bit more attention, but again, it just showed that other players are there and able to step up to the mark. Much chatter, much chat. I'm not a fan of it myself. Like, you know, you'd, you often hear players maybe trying to get chatting to you or bit of variables or whatnot, but no it's not part of my game like I just find for myself like I know there's others and they're very good at it and being able to still uh, see out their game like but for myself no I just keep, play football keep the head down and work hard like you know been um, a blow in up to Monaghan now there's plenty of variables <laughs> goes on it's different, different yeah. as a lens you're getting special poster, treatment yeah. you see that's you're getting special <laughs> treatment yeah. yeah so you obviously get on with the county chairman then Sean if you're if you're in the in the, in the long trip to Dublin uh, oh no no the club chairman the club chairman, chairman yeah 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 no he's uh, yeah, JP McCarthy, great guy. He took over the reins there a couple of years, and through the lads will both tell you, you know, those people are just vital to the club, especially a small club like us. Um, he's he's really progressive, excellent. So, um, yeah, he offered me a drive up, so I couldn't refuse it. And um, so, so it'll be a long road, but sure, we'll we'll tune in to you, John, on the way. It'll it'll cut down the cut down the the, the saying all the right the, things, yeah. Sean. Saying all, saying all the right. <laughs> just go ju- just going back to yeah. for their lads. Um, obviously, look, we we'll talk about the matchups maybe later, and it it it's kind of wets the lips really if it's going to be McKay on Clifford, you know, but like the worry I'd have for Derry is that, you know, David had a, I won't say Kevin's right. I won't say he had a poor game the, uh, against Tyrone, but I mean, he, he did, he did take on, like, I mean, at, at one stage, it looks like he, he wouldn't be able to hit a barn door with a banjo. Like, you know, he was, <laughs> he was taking on shots that we, that, that for mere mortals, I suppose they wouldn't be, you never take them on, but for David, they were well within his range, you know, and I was actually sitting behind the Kerry bench for the game, and, you know, if if you saw a fella taking on a shot or a couple of the shots in the first half that David put wide, you'd nearly be grimacing and clinching your teeth and, and giving out, but Jack was completely uh, at ease with it because he knows that playing against defences like Tyrone and particularly tomorrow, lads, Clifford is going to have to go out into that type of range where... He's out in pockets that's well outside the D and he's going to have to take on shots, you know. And OK, they didn't happen for him against Tyrone, but I think he was probably getting his range in anyway because tomorrow, if Kerry want to win tomorrow, they're going to have to find David Clifford and Shawnee Shea and their long-range kickers in those pockets because there's no way that David is going to get the freedom inside, you know, whether it's McKeague or being double-teamed or whatever. He's going to have to come out and get on the ball and try shots from that range. So... Even though he was missing in the last day, I wouldn't have been too concerned. And as Kevin rightly said, he brought other guys into the game, namely that fantastic pass over his head on the sideline, which was worth the entrance fee alone, really, you know. Sean O'Sullivan, uh, Kevin Nolan and Drew Wiley are on the Saturday panel. If you want to text us, get a question to the lads, 53106, you're very welcome, cost a 30 cent. Uh, Stephen Cluxton, 
I was looking at the 2011 uh, team. Mike Fitzsimons, James McCarthy. This is unbelievable stuff. You would never have imagined this 12 years ago. That this that they'd still be at this. Yeah, and 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 even obviously in the last number of years, bringing extra players back in that wouldn't have been involved in the last number of years. So yeah, it's just um, it's they've an abundance of talent there, and people are talking about like a last dance. These lads are still young enough. Jack McCarthy's not too old. Paul Mannion's still plenty of football left in him as well, and Stephen Cluxton. Even when he was playing years and years ago, he was still needing the fittest and the strongest on the team. He carries himself really well. So, again, I'm not surprised to see him starting all the games since he's been back in. Um, I would have said a number of months ago, if he's available to be picked and he's the best, he plays. Um, and it's it's excellent to have that that um, selection and, the, and the, the team selection there and subs to bring on the bring off the bench. I know Dublin played Monaghan in 2014, a long time ago now. Um, but it was six players from the Dublin team that are still involved now I think it's 8 or 9 of the Monaghan team are still there whether it be subs or, or starters so again as I said earlier on Monaghan get the best out of their players Dublin are obviously trying to get the best out of all the players available to them um, and it doesn't matter who it is if they're available through the club football brilliant um, but there's there's some nice young talent coming through as well that, that Dublin are trying to obviously get over the line with using that bit of experience well, What teammate was he Stephen what kind of a player and a person was he to be with in the trenches Yeah um He'd have been a, a, a funny character, all right, mad into to the jokes that you wouldn't see out in the in the public. Um, but he's yeah, he's a funny lad, um, and he'd be obviously serious about the the job at hand. It's it's there. He would have been the most successful captain in GA history. You know, with all the All Irelands, he changed the game though, didn't he? That's, is that too far to say? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Between the kickout and rules being added into the GA to to prevent the short kickouts and so on. So he has yeah, he changed it. Um, he would have been. Maybe there would have been a couple of keepers coming out to take free kicks, but he, he'd have been a, a massive player doing that. And again, obviously, Kerry in 2011 final, kicking the, the last mm-hmm. score. I don't think you'll ever see the same again where you have a keeper coming up to do that, to win a game with the last kick. It's It was phenomenal what he's done and, and what he's continued to do. Would you have known what he was going to do by the angle or the way he was coming up to a kick out? Or would you have got a sense of, well, this is going to go here, this is going to go there? Um, I think no he's able to change really, and that's the best thing but you're involved in coaching now and you might have kids taking a run up and you know he's definitely kicking it left or right Clarkson would have been able to plant the foot and, and, and kick it an opposite way or kick it a different way uh, a big thing we would have found as well that if teams tried to press up on you he has the, the distance to go long as well I know maybe Tyrone would have done it a number of years ago they pressed up on, on Clarkson's kick outs and he was able to find Paul Flynn with a kick out to the right half forward position under the Hogan one day and it just shows that he has that variety short and long um, so it, it's a massive uh, massive tool to have in the in their armoury Rory Beggan's become a really big figure as well and is not too dissimilar vein yeah. as Monaghan's number one yeah there's, there's you look at Rory and I've no doubt Rory would be would look at Stephen Cluxton as sort of an idol type uh, type figure um, and you know the way Rory has progressed the game as well for Monon, like you know, it's been unbelievable as well. Like you know, some of the some of the things he can he can it's a it's a great it's great to have Rory begging there. Not even just for kickouts, but you've seen his free kicking ability. Like you know, anything from sixty yards out, you know. But he shout much at you as a fullback. Um, it mutual there. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, to be uh, a few of us having uh, words now. Um, it, when you're on a bit verbals earlier, there me and Rory could be having words a bit maybe. Um, but no, nah, listen, he it, 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 to have him behind you there. You know, he, he's a great figure and an unbelievable uh, man to kick the ball out or whatnot. But um, today, I, I I hope 
that maybe if Dublin were to push up, like you know, it might create maybe a few pockets over the top. And uh, I've seen him one time hit a kick out in Clonus and it reached the far twenty-one meter line, like you know. So whoever's inside, you might know. expect to give what happened in the Mayo game because Dublin really pressed Mayo quite successfully. Yeah, it, it, the really, the, yeah, the put and the, 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 the kept the high line up. Um, even if even if Mayo did get it short, like you, you were watching, you were watching Dublin and they were putting a press on the forty-five meter line, like you know, they were. Listen, it's a bit of a gamble, but you know it's something that Dublin felt obviously could go after. We have Drew Wiley and Kevin Olin studio. We've got Sean O'Sullivan on the line. If you want to get in touch with us, you can on uh, five three one zero six at the cost of thirty cent. This is the Saturday panel, part one, uh, looking ahead to the All Ireland football semi-finals, and we'll also talk about the Charlton Cup final, which gets underway at Croke Park at three. Just to let you know, folks, Rory McIlroy is in the lead uh, in the Scottish Open. This is round three. He's 13 under par through 16 holes. A shot in front of Tom Kim, who's 12 under, also with two to play. Shane Larry in a tie for fifth on 10 under par after a 65 today. So Shane Larry teeing up nicely for Hoylake in the Open Championship next week. Patrick Harrington is 70, seven under par in the top 20, which is excellent from him. And uh, scrolling down here, Tom McKibben, five under par following a 67 as he makes his way on the tour. 5-3-1-0-6 for your texts at Off The Ball. We're back after the news. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John, looking with you through to five. Delighted to have in studio Drew Wiley of Monaghan and also Kevin Nolan, the Dubliner, who lives in Monaghan now. And Sean O'Sullivan from Kerry's on the line as well, looking ahead to the All Ireland Football semi finals. The Dubs against Monaghan, half five this evening. Meath and Down and the Charlton Cup at three, and then Kerry Derry, four o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Drew, you were saying uh, in the break there on the way, like it seems like the whole of Monaghan has been at the flag shop. Yeah, I was just saying that uh, coming up the road, you know, there's every every business in the county must have a good luck message from <laughs> from Casablanca to Carrick Macross right into RD. Make sure so. you stop in on the way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, um, as I said earlier, like it, it's a great occasion for you know it's an All Ireland semi final. But I have no doubt that obviously they've been well written off. Mon has been well written off all week. Um, what's in that group? What Vinny? Has done all year with the group. We've retained Division One status. Like you know, there'll be a bit of a there's a steel edge going to Crook Park. Like and uh, listen, don't let's be real about it. Dublin at their best, Monaghan at their best. You're probably going to look towards Dublin, but you know it doesn't always work out like that. And uh, as I say, Monaghan to the backbone, and uh, I'm going to stick with them. So, so Vinny, it's unusual because he's quite got in quite quickly into management, and that's. There has to be a little bit of distance there. Obviously, he's got a relationship with a lot of the players as a former teammate. A bit of a Kenny Dalglish situation, almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I suppose he's in this year's management, but he was in the last two years with uh, Banty Shims Maganini as a selector, and you know there was never a there was never a case that that connection created a problem. Like you know, Vinny's his own man. He's a very disciplined leader, and around a group, like you know, if Vinny sees something that's not right, he's going to act on it, whether he's your best friend or you know but um, no as as I said the management sag in Monon dragged out a wee bit last year um, and then obviously Vinny's name was mentioned and you know he's the type of man that you know it, 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 Kevin will be well aware in Monon like you, you do whatever you do can for your county like and um, Vinny stepped forward and you know he built a great management team around him he's his own brother involved like you know so you know that can be a, a positive or a negative, like, but um, you know, when you have that connection with your brother, like, you know, you're it's a you, you will go that extra step as well, like, you know. But he's uh, Gabriel Bannigan as well, and uh, 
Dermot McArdle. So, what's the tactical argument then for to give you hope then that you might upset the odds today, Drew? Um, I think, as I said, I look back on the fourteen seventeen matches and um, it's a bit morning staying in the game, do you know? But also when we get an opportunity to kick a score, or kick a goal, like we have to, we have to go for it. Like we can't. Um, can't let Dublin, you know, I think in 2014 there was a patch five minutes before half time and they kicked 2 2. And, you know, you might as well say the game was over. But um, it's, it's the way Monaghan have been, they've been against Armagh, Kildare, and even Donegal. Like they're, they're slow in the attack, they're well disciplined. Um, but it's to say, it's maybe it might even take Rory Began going down to fix his contact le- lens if he, even though he doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> but um, very good. <laughs> only a, I'm a bit slow. Only got that now. <laughs> but um, no, that's what I. I'm, uh, I just think Monaghan need to stay in the game. And um, like you look at Basquiel and probably Conor Callan, like they're two, they're the top scorers from play in Dublin. Who would Dub- you have marked in the in the Dublin team? Probably Dean Rock was probably my main one. Yeah, you know the two of us were slow enough. Though, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you start Conor McManus or not? Um, uh, it's it, you know I, I wouldn't. I, I would try, hold, like as I say, we can't go into this game. Monaghan can't go into this game thinking, right, we're just going to hold hold the dubs. We have to believe that we can win the game. But there comes that comes with trying to stay, keep a grip of the game. You know, we want to get into half time, be close enough, and then possibly spring our leader from the bench and um, make an attack. But as I said, we have the, the way the Monaghan have played all year. They have been disciplined. In how they, they they never let the game get away from them, and um, you know you've seen against Armagh how, how, how tough they are. Like you know, there's a few tough men in that group. Like we Dublin have James McCarthy, but we also have Darren Hughes. Like you know, so um, there's, there's there's few massive men in that group. Like that. You also look at matchups. You know, it's going through my head coming up the road, thinking right, who's going to pick up who? Like, but as I said, Basquiat and Connor Cannell are my two that probably you'd look at. Probably my own brother, maybe Ryan might take one, or Paul Mannion, I don't know, or Ryan O'Toole, uh, or Conor Boyle. Like, so. Sean O'Sullivan, Monaghan's a bit like Ron Seal, it's what you get on the 10, and you know what they're going to produce today, and there's no, I, I, there's not that much that's hidden, really, in a way. Maybe there should be, and maybe there is. No, I think Drew's hit the nail on the head there. Like, Monaghan, they have to find that balance between staying in the game but also going and taking their opportunities. I mean, they have plenty on the pitch to worry Dublin, particularly that half-back line. I mean, O'Connell and McCarthy, you know, McCarthy's a shoe-in all-star. He's been absolutely fantastic. And if that's... if that, I, You know, people say that kind of happened by mistake. I can't recall which game they put him back in, Drew. Um, was it a league game earlier on in the year? No, he, he actually... I think it was last year, maybe. Banty might have threw him back into wing-back a couple of matches. Yeah. And, you know, it... it um, it was trialed and it possibly didn't work as well as it has this year. Like you know, but he's mm. been something else this year. Like you know, and he seems to be, yeah. you know, Conor uh, McCarthy. I would have played against him at club level too, and he was always he was always an inside man or always number eleven. Like so, um, he's obviously had to make adjustments, and he seems to be grabbing it with both arms. Uh, you know, facing the play and attacking the play, yeah. or even you know maybe the ball maybe played inside to Jack McCarron and it's popped out to. McCarthy mm-hmm. coming in and you know his scoring threat alone you know you've seen some of the points he hit against um, Armagh the last year like they were really Stephen O'Neill sort of uh, and the yeah. Kildare, Kildare point as well the last game yeah. of the game yeah. you know, yeah. he really punched uh, holes and 
he's a sweet left foot. Um, he'd have played with a few of the Dublin lads would have in in UCD, and by all accounts, he would have been one of the better players or the best player on the on the squad that year in the in the Sigerson Cup win. Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, that's that's going to be a huge line for for Monaghan today that they they really make 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 hay there if they can. You know, I I wouldn't like to be any of those Dublin halfbacks trying to track McCarthy or O'Connell. You know, obviously they have to do their defensive duties. That's number one. Rule will tell you that. Kevin will tell you that. But I mean, when they get their opportunity, Monaghan, they're going to have to at least get up the field and kill the ball. Yes, they're going to need goals. They're definitely going to need goals today to win the game. Um, but they're 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 on merit. They've they've uh, they they survived in the league in a tough Division One campaign, which for all it looked for a long, long time that they were beaten docket and they were gone. But as Drew said, they have that bit of steel up there, and they they found themselves staying up, and that drove them on. And and here they are in the last four, being completely written off. So. Look, do I think they're going to win today? I don't, but I definitely think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Jack McCarran's got some record against the Dubs as well. Yeah. Um, was it? I'm not sure who you're looking at matchups, and you're wondering will Davy Bourne want to want to go to him? I think he wiped him. <laughs> Is the Dublin fullback line the weakest uh, link of the of, of the team? You say that, but then you look at the experience. You look at Michael Michael Simons, like, and you know. Give him, give me him all day, like as a man-to-man marker. You know, I'll have him any day of the week. But it's, I'm not sure. Like it's people talk about, they look for weaknesses in the Dublin team. But throughout the whole, like as a collective defensive, maybe they could be got at. Maybe they're Just not. Maybe the first twenty minutes of the Mayo game, it looked a bit, yeah, unsure. But then obviously the kick kick didn't take Well, I one point in particular, I think. Um, Mayo went long with the kick out. Aidan O'Shea won it, turned inside, kicked to Ryan O'Donoghue. He turned, kicked it over the bar. Like three kicks and there's a, and there's a score. Um, I know for Monaghan, I think that option is there. You have Gary Moan, who's good under a high ball for a yeah. kick out maybe, or even inside in on the square. Darren Hughes can fetch a ball. Kieran Hughes, if he comes on, it's sort of like the, the Scotstown lads have a bit of symmetry about them that they're able to sort of find each other with the passes. Um, but as Sean was saying, yeah, they need goals. They need it. They need to, to to take their chances. That they're not going to score. Are they not going to score fifteen to twenty points? Are they? No, and I know I was no. uh, chatting to, to Drew beforehand. I'd maybe throw a bit of a curveball and start McManus, and if needs be, take him off and put him back on because like again, Peter Canavan style. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because if Monaghan get a few frees in the first half and the free taker isn't there and they miss them, that could be their chances to stay in the game coming up to half time. And I know people are constantly saying, you know, you want to finish with your good team, but if you're not in the game. Problem is for Monaghan and Derry for me this weekend is what happens if they go behind? They have to come out and play. Exactly. So I think if the players, I know Mio Bannigan has been been good, good to excellent in the last number of number of years. Um, missed, I think, two shots against Armagh that McManus would have scored, and that's why I'd maybe throw a bit of a, a curveball in and and throw it to see how Dublin would have matched up. Like if he does play, if he's not playing, or if he is playing, who's going to him? Um, but I know from maybe the Dublin fullback line get a bit of criticism but I think it's because every other line is so strong well that's it and and any of those individuals own Merchant he's a flyer um, Davy Byrne uh, Lee Gannon has gone back in there Jack McCaffrey can play as a cornerback because nowadays a cornerback is nearly expected to score a point every Thomas day Sullivan yeah exactly um, so the options are there I think it's just how Monaghan set up collectively more so than individually the matchups because there's so many yeah. players in the Dublin forward line to, to cause issues what's changed as Pat Gilroy's Return to Dublin helped because oh, it, it feels like two years ago against Mayo they were sluggish and they were lateral and then last year against Kerry's first half didn't show up and then they had the rally but it seems better this year. Like he, 
outside of football he's involved in management at the highest order in business level so he'd have brought that to um, to the setup. I think I'm am I correct in saying that maybe he got Desi involved with the hurlers when he was involved a number of years ago so there's a bit of communication and cooperation with um, with, with Pat and, and Desi so it's it's working for Dublin now and he would listen maybe is he the reason why Cluxton is is back involved if it is fantastic he's there as a wa- <coughs> sorry he's there as a water boy on the sideline under the Cusack so to have him there who has won in All-Ireland been there done it as a player and a manager you know I think every team would, would, would cry out for How something How do like you that. find him as a player to, to play for? Uh, unbelievable now listen um would have treated football like a business myself and maybe the relationships with players and managers would have been just my focus would have been on football but Pat would have been unbelievably good at the man management man management skills and really testing you um, you know maybe putting you on a, a Dublin second or a third team to go play uh, Roscommon Galway or Westmead or something in the challenge just to see how you get on and it, it was sort of those type of uh, exercises to see who was who was fit for it. I know the six a.m. or half six sessions. The the I wouldn't have played a whole lot myself because I was with the club. Dublin would have played Monaghan in maybe six weekends in a row or something. Like that. And a lot of <laughs> challenges he'd have done that needed to find out. You know, were you in those challenges, Drew? Um, I think it was around two thousand ten. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I was part of the panel, all right. But I remember um, Banty's era too, and um, you know, yeah, you were involved in them challenge matches. But there was it was all no holes barred no. there. Like you know, it was. Fisty cuffs is one, one whistle just wow. for half time. That was it, <laughs> and that's a Dublin expect from on and on. And you know, it's all those those hard working, hard hitting players and never stopping. And I think that's what Monaghan need to bring bring to today. Um, Dublin, they won't be taking the eye off the ball at all uh, because again, the last two years they've lost the semi final stages to teams that you'd have thought maybe if if all players were available for Dublin, they would have won, but they didn't. So therefore, they want to make sure it's not three in a row. And I think. Paddy Andrews would have mentioned before that you know if, if Dublin gave away two balls they were making sure they weren't going to give away a third ball that there was always some sort of system that maybe it was one bad shot and it goes wide another bad wide the, the next one they were going to make sure was a point likewise the kickouts if it's not going well they're just making sure like three in a row doesn't happen in a bad way Where do you see the dubs this year Sean O'Sullivan Colin Pascal 5.60 in the championship Sean Bugler's contributing it's not all about the legends even though the legends are crucial no, and I think the legends are being held back to come in. And as, as Kevin said there, you finish with your strong team like the Kilkenny's, the Rocks, um, these guys, you know, coming in off the bench, Jack McCaffrey. I mean, if you're, God, if I'm if I'm a wing forward there and I plowed a, a furrow up and down Broke Park for 60 minutes <laughs> and the next thing I see Jack McCaffrey coming in like I'm nearly getting sick, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's just, uh, it's 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 endless really, the bench and, and you need the bench and, and as I said there to you there when I was on a couple of weeks ago, John for me, Dublin still have the strongest squad in the in the country, like um, because they're able to bring that quality in off the bench and why they've been able to do that is Dizzy uh, has used the league in the last couple of years to give the bugglers the best skills. I'm a great, I'm a big fan of Gannon. Kevin, you probably know him better than me now, but I, I like Gannon. I think he's a great bit of stuff and he can drive up the field and get a score too. So he's been able to get these guys in, give them championship time. And then obviously, yeah, the the, the guys that have been coming to the end of the career, not, not, not at the end yet. They still have definitely more football in them, but they've probably been able to play a different role and they're mature enough and team players to know that yeah, if I'm not starting, fine, but I can still play a part and get Dublin over the line. And I think that's where Dublin hold the key today, especially. And if they get over today, whoever they play in the final, I think they'll they'll have that advantage as well off the bench, you know. Um, 
You've been so cute yeah, look, there, we, Sean. So yeah, <laughs> uh, cute Kerry. <laughs> we never lost it, Drew. We never lost it. Um, but look, I, I, as I say, look, I, I can't see. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd fall with Kevin on that one. I think I think Monaghan have to start McManus. I, I don't think Dublin will be expecting him to start. And I think it's any question Monaghan can ask of Dublin today, they have to ask it. And I think that would be a huge one. Throw McManus in, see who Desi throws on him. And definitely, particularly with conditions the way they are going to be today, frees are going to be crucial early on. And if Monaghan want to stay in the game in the first 15, 20 minutes, those frees could be crucial and sure Connor will kick them from anywhere. Like So, yeah, I think I'd start him today. But uh, looking forward to sitting back and watching this one today and hopefully taking care of our own business tomorrow then, you know. What are Derry going to throw at Kerry then? Um, I think, you know, I think Derry are going to be well, they're going to be well set up. They're going to be well structured at the back. They're going to, they will limit, um, well, they'll try limit Kerry to, like to let you, you talk about um, Clifford and Sean O'Shea and even Paddy Clifford coming into the, the, the but I think Derry have this system going strong there for the last three or four years like so Is the system enough you know with Tony Gall remember 2011 they played Dublin and it was like the, it was a hugely controversial game it was 8 yeah. points to 6 that people are going this is anti-football but then Tony Gall evolved to a place where they won the All-Ireland the following year yeah. um, they had that amazing performance against Dublin in 14 semi-final are Derry an, enough along the road? Um, I, I think they are. Yeah, I think I think they're they're they're, they're going to cause an upset, not an upset, but I think they're going to cause like one six in the against Galway last year. Yeah, um, but I, I think they've they've learnt a lot from that, and I think they're on a well for me looking out from the outside as a supporter, like I see they're they're possibly on a mission this year. They've uh, with losing their manager earlier in the year, and they've. Um, you know, Shane McGuigan, McGuigan, you know, there's there's a few strong players there. I think that Conor Glass is really, I think he's really stepped it up this year again too. So um, I think it's going to cause Kerry trouble. Uh, I disagree in the way of, of, of uh, yes, they're set up a bit better. Um, but I just think the lack of, of options attacking wise, I know they have structures in place. I think they're playing, they're going to be playing Kerry who are, you know, naturally the, the free-flowing football team. But they've added serious structure themselves. Yeah, the last day against Tyrone, Tyrone were coming down the middle and Kerry at them up. They turned them over. Con, Con Kilpatrick went in on the square. High ball came in. This was like a, maybe a, a Tyrone tactic at some stage to try a high ball in. Kerry man got a fist to it. They turned it over and I looked at it for a couple of seconds after. Two or three Kerry men went over and hit Kilpatrick a bit of a shoulder to say, is that all you have? And I just thought that's what Kerry have brought massively. You know, maybe Paddy Talley bringing that in from, from the Ulster style of football. But I think Derry... Maybe in the next number of years, if they keep the structures are <clears throat> sorry in place, with the young players coming in to add to the panel, <clears throat> it'll help massively. <clears throat> sorry, Just adding some forwards to the equation. Then. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how have Kerry got the pitch right then, Sean? Because against Mayo in the round robin, it wasn't great. Cork was a bit of a wobble. But then they turned up last days at the sports scientists. Is it just about getting the peak at the right time, or how? How, how have they suddenly become the team of last year? Yeah, they, they, I, I've heard that rhetoric a little bit, John, about timing a run. I, I'm not sure about that. I wouldn't buy 100% to that. Yes, of course, you can. Um, Kerry had a decent run because they had the two-week break between every game. And of course, you can you can time it a little bit with that sort of a spacing between games in terms of fellas recovering from knocks and that type of thing. I just think, look, below Killarney against Mayo, we really got our eyes opened. Mayo came in buzzing. They were bouncing. They, 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 they had that extended break themselves after their shock exit in the kind of championship. And they were just on 
they were much better. They were they were hungrier to everything. Kerry just weren't at the races at all. And it was disappointing. But you know what? It might have been the best thing that happened, our lads, because they went up to Cork. Um, okay, we would have been expecting them to beat Cork. But and, and after a decent first half, we kind of struggled a little bit in the second. So we kind of came away from that saying, where exactly are we at? And of course, look, we, we put up a big score against Loud. So so coming into the Tyrone game, there was question marks. But I just think when a Kerry team arrived in Croke Park, John, and as I said, I thought Tyrone was a good draw for them. Um, it really got the focus in and uh, they delivered a fantastic performance. And I, Kevin is spot on. The, and I'm including last year's All-Ireland win now in this, but the last day was the first time I think Kerry people saw the handprint of Paddy Telly on that team. Because we have seen in years gone by Tyrone do, and the likes of Tyrone Monaghan doing that to Kerry. You know what I mean? Those turnovers, sending us down little cul-de-sacs, two or three players around the man, turnover and break fast and scoring off the turnovers, which Kerry did brilliantly the last day. And I think Telly um, really has brought that to, 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 the, to the setup and we saw that, you know, very much to the fore against Tyrone. Kerry are going to have to do even more of that tomorrow um, because... Derry will try and slow the game down to their pace. Like that's that's what Derry do. They'll first of all, I think Kerry will continue and give up the kick out. Um, but they'll they'll just have to protect the D. Um, I know Mike Frank Russell was on was on yesterday morning with the OTBAM uh, show, and he made a great point. Derry will have to get goals to beat Kerry. Very similar to Monaghan having to get goals today to beat Dublin. And I think Kerry now are just so intent on protecting that D that you'll see very very similar setup defensively. And then on the other side, of course, Derry are not going to allow Kerry the space up front. But I think if Kerry are patient and they get, as I said earlier on in the call, if they get their long-range kickers on the ball early, start popping over a few scores from maybe 35, 40 yards, which they're well capable of. And if they can open up a three, four-point gap on Derry, then, then you know, the ball is back in Derry's court then to try and come out and, and hopefully that will leave gaps for Kerry. But uh, I definitely think this Kerry team showed against Tyrone that they can mix it both ways and they're going to have to do that tomorrow to win. This is Off The Ball Saturday on News Talk. Sean O'Sullivan on the line from Kerry in studio with me, Monaghan's Drew Wiley and Dublin's Kevin Nolan talking Gaelic football. There's so much Gaelic football chat on Off The Ball all week. We have the football pod, Tommy Rooney, Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue. It'll be a live show before the All-Ireland Final. We've got OTBAM every single day, Jerry Gilroy and Shane Hannan. Just so much Gaelic football. You just can't talk enough about Gaelic football. Down against Meath, um, I thought with Westmead last year was really good for the county that they got a bit of silverware. It meant something. They got into the All Ireland series. They played really well this year. Nearly knocked out Tyrone. So you can you can understand why this is a big day for Dan and Mead, and their fans are going to travel. Yeah, they will travel, and and did all have expectations to be playing in in today's semi finals in All Ireland stage. So in Sam Maguire, but listen, it is sort of a stepping stone for them. There's a lot of young players in both panels. Um, you've got me trying to play maybe a bit more traditional type football yeah. with, the, with, the, with the foot the last day I thought at times they struggled um, against Antrim maybe they're kicking letting down at times and I think for them to, to do well today again more clinical in front of the goal because you look at down then they sniff the goal and it'll be Conor Laverty down to a tee that I think remember hearing a saying that he'd say take your point if your goal isn't on whereby it used to be, used to be the old way of take, um, you know, was like, you know Clip over your points until the until, until the goal is on. You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I think if Down get a run, they'll they'll be ruthless in front of the goal and, and they'll take all goals if 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 they get a chance. Eight against Leash. They had seventeen wides against Meath earlier in the competition. He had that success with Kilku, Connor Laverty, and he's brought I think a better culture into Down. It seems and 
They just need a bit of stability there. It's 29 years since they won a trophy of significance. Yeah, they probably have come through a, I don't want to say a rough enough patch, but over the last couple of years, like, you know, that there was a lot of negative talking down that club football, the Kilku boys weren't getting involved. Like, but Conor Laverty seems to have pulled the pulled Everton together. He seems to have a, a strong management team around him. We actually, Mickey Donnelly, um, he actually managed their club team. All right. Uh, 2017, I think it was. And, uh, you know, I, I know the type of man he is. Like, you know, there'll be no stone left untorn. Like, and he's very passionate. Um, he's a he's a good man. Like, you know, he's a uh, decent to have around a group. But um, no, I fancy. I think down today. Like, you know, you're talking about the quick hand pass. We actually with uh, Jerome Johnson was our senior manager last year over Bally Bay. He's another Kilku man, and um, you're on about. You know, I just see the whole the Kilku DNA of the the quick hand pass. You know, the. the, the have the ball for a split second like and you know mm-hmm. uh, the ball is passed off like and it's, it's you're on about quick goals like mm-hmm. and uh, that m- it obviously is a Kilku thing like but um, no I think um, it'll be another exciting match like it's great for both teams like they have the opportunity to win a trophy like so um, and push on then into the sun Westmead showed this year they were competitive when they when they did make yeah. it in the groups they were kicking a ball away from, from making it into a court into a preliminary quarterfinal so again it shows that that bit of success does breed success and it's great for the county as well to to, to promote their the bit of success at Talchin Cup level and, and for one team today they go home happy um, and the kids in the in, in the county will be happy with it and hopefully drives them on for next year because again they're guaranteed Sam McGuire Cup football next year if they win today Dan Mead how'd you see it Sean? Yeah I, it's, it's hard to see past down really Um yeah, I, I actually have a kind of a Kilku connection myself. My my wife is from Antrim, but her, her sister is married to, to Niall Brannigan, one of the Brannigans from Kilku. Um, I was up there at Easter, actually, and Connor was running the Kilku Easter camp, and I swear to God, that he, he, he runs it in... <laughs> He ran it in military perfection. I swear to God, there was kids from five up to 11. And I mean, the way he... You could, you could see just... Uh, he, the man just absolutely lives and breathes football, like you know, sheep as well, but but mainly football. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to see passed down. And like as the, as as Drew said there, the the with the, with Jer- Jerome Johnson over Belly B, you can see the imprint. And down don't like usually it's guys coming off the shoulder in twos and threes. Down coming four and fives. I mean, against Leash, it was fellas coming from all different angles to take the ball off the runner, and they're very very unselfish, you know. But I remember that day, actually, I, I called around to the camp and I was talking to Connor because he had taken both the 20s and the senior job. And I was just asking him mainly about the seniors. And he was just saying, look, it's going to take him a while to to develop his systems with them. Because obviously, look, they, they've been way off it now down and for a long, long time, particularly in Ulster. You know, they've been nowhere near it. But he said it's just going to take him a bit. And obviously his experience of having the down under 20s for three years is going to obviously help him because if they get over the line today, or even if they don't get over the line today, I do expect them to win, but it's been a fairly successful year to get to a Talton Cup final. It's a kind of a reset button for him, and he can have a look at the quality now that's available to him, particularly from the underage teams that he's had, and he knows where he's at. And you see, the thing is, those under-20s know how he wants to play. So the bulk of his teams going forward over the next couple of years will be made up of those guys. So I think it's exciting times for Down. I'd expect them to win today, yeah. So before we wrap it up and get the verdicts on the two senior semi-finals, uh, Kevin Nolan, you were uh, on trial as a, a soccer player. Was it Leicester? Le- Black- Leicester and Blackburn, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had a week trial on each of them. Um, Gaelic football sort of coincided with the the Leicester second trial, so I, I stuck with the, the Gaelic football and 
yeah, maybe a bit of a, of a regret, but the way it worked out for me in relation to Gaelic football, I couldn't really complain. What was your position then as a soccer player? I was a centre half. Centre half. Mallet yeah. of the heads, just um, <laughs> headed yeah. out, and yeah, no nonsense, just get rid of the ball. And, and another fact that you've you've told us, and I, I kind of knew this already, but uh, anybody who has ever been to Clonkin Cottage in uh, Dean's Grange in South Dublin, we both went to the same yes, school, yeah, so it's yeah. an unusual thing. Uh, <laughs> Jason Knight as well, the Republic of Ireland International went there, so shout out to Clonkin. Uh, obviously, uh, you left a lot um, later than I did. Um, you're a United fanatic, is it? You know, yeah, I would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hasn't hasn't gone well in the last number of years, but yeah, I would still try to get over, maybe once a year if I can. Um, and again, they're playing Babau in the in the Aviva, so we we'll get to that in, on the bandwagon uh, to Babau. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sean O'Sullivan. The reason why I said that because I, I know you're Liverpool mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I often, my my wife often remarks to me that we'd have the mortgage paid off in the house, John, if I stopped going over to Enfield. Um, no, it's it's uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I've been a Liverpool fan since I can remember uh, the mid eighties. Uh, Doug Leash, all that, yeah. So um, wouldn't be a big fan of Kevin's crowd now. Uh, <laughs> can we have a question on that? Then how's the Kerry soccer team going down there? Because again, it's great to see sort of branching out to different areas of the country. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, look. Obviously, the results will tell you that it's not going great mm. um, in terms of you know they found it difficult, but they were always going to Kevin, and it was yeah. always going to be a very difficult first season. Um, they're playing Longford actually today, but um, I actually went to one of the games against Galway United, and I have to say the buzz was fantastic in there. You know, yes. they've made Mount Hawk Park a real kind of hub and it's a bit outside Tralee town which doesn't help but uh, sure they've created their own fan base called the Kerry FC Ultras and it's <laughs> it's you know it's just it's just brilliant you know but um, yeah look it'll take it'll take time for it to get going yes. but it's certainly uh, it's great for the county um, you'll be spending all yeah. your money there instead of going over Danfield <laughs> um, I'll see I'll see yeah I still I still I still have my old trip to Liverpool it's uh, there's a good old nightlife over there you know very good and Drew you're into all the other sports as well yeah, um, obviously I follow United a bit, a bit, but um, no, I have two younger brothers that are fanatic about it. Um, I wouldn't pass much heat on it, but um, no, I play a bit of golf, whatnot, but yeah, w- wouldn't be great at it. Yeah, but, uh, well, yeah. an interest to in watching the golf. Like, and you grew up in a farm, was it? Um, well, we uh, if we have a family farm there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously there's myself and dad at home there, so um, we're doing most of the farm and the two boys are three of three brothers actually they're all in Dublin based now so that was the gym before the gym well yeah they talk about uh, farming and whatnot and gym um, but farming and the aspect of it I can uh, really set you up and in terms of today it would be like just a huge amount of people you know it would be like a croaker today and yeah. Brian's playing and yeah, yeah. Is there kind of a ritual that you all go down? <clears throat> no, yeah. We I suppose you're learning that now this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's new to me. Like, but it, it was a great buzz. Even after the after the Armagh game, was coming walking down uh, in front of the Croke Park Hotel. Like, and you know, you you just everybody knows everybody. Like, you know, and it doesn't matter who you are. You stop and have a chat, and you know, Monaghan's a small enough county. Like, but um, you know, it's 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 to be a great buzz. Hey, uh, even walking into the day, I think it'll be if the rain stays off, maybe. The ponchos will be. I out. think that I think you're on about the the Derry Kerry game tomorrow. I think uh, the conditions could play a part in it as well. You're on yeah. about long range shots, like you know, a swirling wind in Croke Park, heavy rain. You know, them 35, 40 meter shots just mightn't be just mightn't be there. And Kevin Nolan, with the obviously the better half being from modern, you know, there's our market for those half and half jerseys. So you know. <laughs> There is, but I stick to the to the, to the yeah, full jersey yeah, for now, yeah. especially with um, 
Lots of people coming down today from your area. There is, yeah, yeah. As I said, I was down in the car with the the in-laws, um, so a bit of crack in the car on the way down. So shout out to them. Um, heading back up the road. Hopefully, I'm the happier one of them. Um, yeah. But no, I think it's as Drew was saying. I experienced it the last day against Armagh when you're leaving Crow Park and you see all the modern people know everybody. Um, it's you know, and they, and they had another day to look out for uh, to, to to look out for. So it's um, yeah, no, it was a it, hopefully be an enjoyable day today, but. Again, maybe on the prediction side of it, I think it'd be a hard day for Monaghan. And Sean, uh, will, will many tra- carry travel now? Will as many travel as they did for the Tyrone game? Because it's, it's a tough, it's a long journey, it's expensive. Yeah, earlier on in the week, it wasn't looking good, John. It was uh, There was a lot of tickets available, but actually, as the week has gone on, the interest has got a lot better. Um, not sure why that is the case. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's a good crew travelling now. Yeah, it's it's picked up during the week. So hopefully we'll have a, a lot of green and gold up there up there um up there tomorrow. And and don't talk to me about those half and half jerseys, John. <laughs> they're just they're terrible. Like and by the way, John, you never told us we could wear our county colours into the studio. What's, is that is that is that a Dublin thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be a Dublin thing. I only just noticed when, it now, Sean. I'm sorry. When when, uh, when myself and Drew were back to preview the final, can we wear our jerseys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great lot of confidence in Monaghan, Sean. That's all I can say. Thanks, Sean. Uh, just just tomorrow, are you confident, uh, Sean? You're going to get it done. I think it's going to be a really tough battle for Kerry. Um, it's it's going to be a slog of a game, as Jack O'Connor said during the week. It's not going to be a classic, but all you need in a semi-final is to win it. That's it. That's all it's there for. A couple of points will do. And I think Kerry will just have enough on the day. They're going to face a real difficult prospect in, in Derry, something that they wouldn't be used to facing. Um, but if they can bring what they brought against Tyrone defensively, and get their scores, pick off their scores at the right time. I think they'll, I think they'll get over the line. Yeah, and it'll be a Dublin final. Yeah, as I said earlier on, I, I think Monaghan will be a lot closer to Dublin than people are, are giving them the respect uh, for. Um, as as Drew said, there's they're they're coming down. There's a steely edge to them. They have the they have the game winners, but I just don't think enough of them. And I, I just think Dublin will do enough as well. Yeah. Well, we also know that Kevin um, predicted Dublin. Look, your heart and your head. You have to go with your heart. Uh, Monaghan. Good man, Drew. That's it. Drew. it. <laughs> say, uh, yeah, Monaghan to the backbone and stick to it, hey. But um, no, listen, that's, that's it. Sean, thanks. Thanks, lads. Enjoy thanks, the weekend. Right, Sean, thank you. Uh, and Drew and Kevin, right. thanks so much, lads. Thanks very thank much, you, John. Thanks for, having uh, thanks for coming to the studio. So Sean O'Sullivan, Drew Wiley and Kevin Nolan on the Saturday panel. If you're just joining at late, you can check out the podcast on the Off the Ball Network and the Go Lad Network. We're back after the break to reflect on the Ireland Under-20s Rugby Final. Back after this.